guys can take your seats. We've seen a lot of really amazing miracles when we've agreed in prayer we from here. I mean, you know, Jeanette Fraser coming back from the dead and getting a new brain and a new heart, that's a good one. That'll do. Someone had third degree burns, fourth degree, I don't know how many degrees there are, just not as many as the, free ma- the Masonic Lodge. But anyway, basically, is that we saw someone with a chemical burn and they just got supernaturally healed within a week, like just for brand new skin. We've seen all that sort of stuff. They're, that's what happens when the ecclesia, it's, it's not, I, I do understand that the, 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 you know, we receive the word and there's a power of instruction, but this isn't a show. Um, it's actually, we, we get, there's incredible power to legislate in the spirit when we agree. And we've just got to drive all spirit of passivity out. So I suppose on Sunday, you've got to see it as a celebration meeting. This is, this, this, this is not your spiritual walk, okay? If this is it, I want to apologise to you in advance that it might not work out for you. You need to stay connected. You need to, you know, uh, stay in fellowship and, and pray with people and walk in the spirit. So we're going to start by receiving our offering. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Um, we can do that. And we put up the, um, the, the details on the screen. You know, this is the first time in many weeks that we don't have to announce the men's camp. How good is that? <laughs> and so uh, it was a great men's camp, by the way. Hugh did a great job. It was really, really good. Who thought it was amazing? Seriously. And uh, it was restaurant level catering. And uh, I don't know whether it's because Hugh's such a servant or he just can't handle bad food himself. Maybe it's a mixture between the two. So uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty epic. And just want to thank all the, all the cows that dedicated their life for the camp for it to be very high quality. We did say grace. I think Cliff said grace, I think I can't remember. And uh, you know, it was like, there was real fireworks up there. Anyway, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we have the church and state conferences Saturday. It's a paid registration. Um, if you go onto that, that website, um, church and state um, with uh, forward slash Adelaide, if you put in fee, uh, Field of Dreams or FOD, FOD 10, you get a discount. So you just go on there. Um, that's this, this weekend. Um, it's, it's lunchtime to evening. So it's just an afternoon rather than spread out over a few days. So if you're interested in going to that, um, there's a number of speakers, Alex Antic being one. Um, we have uh, our own very local songbird, Maddie, singing the national anthem. That will be good. And um, yeah, we're, we, you know, we, we sing about uh, one and three, so let's do it, hey? All right. Any other nice pictures to put up there that I can read off of? Here we go. The creatives, yes. Okay, so that's coming up on the 12th of November um, here. So... Um, Yes, so there's no registration. It, the registration is bring a plate. And so, um, yes, make it quality. Okay, that'd be very, very good. And no stale lemmingtons. They've got to be very fresh. Very fresh. Not borderline paperweights, all right? Okay, anything else? <laughs> anything else? Israel, let's celebrate it. Okay, so the details are up there. Um, contact Nell. And uh, anything else? Holy, all right, brilliant. Okay. Okay, so I want to, I, I, I always start by praying, always start by praying. Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, we just thank you that your presence is here. We just thank you for 
right now, I just thank You for the realm of faith today. I thank You for Your wisdom to unlock the realm of faith. Lord, I just thank You for the simplicity of the Gospel, but I just thank You, Lord, the the simplicity of the Gospel overcomes the complexities of life. We thank You for the simplicity of Your Word. Bless this to our bodies today, in Jesus' Name, Amen. We need it in our bodies. We're going, to start with we're going to start with Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Gosh, it's so easy to just read the Word and go, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, we'll do that. Did you know that everything pertaining to your life comes out of your heart? Everything. And you can't, you can't hack around that. Everything pertaining to your life the good and the bad. It says, paraphrasing later in Proverbs, says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Now this subject came up during the week in the internship and then on the way out to the camp and in the camp, and I wanna expand on it, is the issue of the heart. Now what happens is, uh, 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 so I've been, I've been in the Lord over 30 years, okay? And so, Who's, who's been in the Lord over 40 years? Anyone over? A number of you, wow, amazing. Over time, you hear things that are said generationally and when you hear them all the time, they become what you call a cliche, okay? Now I've lived long enough and been in the Lord long enough, I can say things that were cliche 20 years ago and people go, wow, that's really amazing. Whoa, generational deception. Anyway, people used to say, come on to go, how's your heart, brother? Who remembers that? How's your heart? And you're like going, I don't know, pretty good, I suppose. Like now it just seems such an abstraction. How's your, how's your heart? Anyway, this is actually very, very central to everything. You're out of your, your heart flows the issues of life. It says, guard your heart. If you don't guard your heart, what happens? That dimension of where you live can get poisoned and damaged and then it flows out to everything. If you don't guard your heart, then it's almost like a man not in control of their own spirit. It's like a city without walls. And I wanna break that down because we've heard of, like, it's very easy to see your spirit as the hero, okay? Your, the, 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 the spirit of a man is a candle of the Lord. So, so when God generally speaks to you, there are exceptions, He speaks to your spirit. When you have a vision, you see with your spiritual eyes, okay? Generally speaking. So we see our spirit as the hero, but it's very easy to, 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 to get a bit Lord, down on your soul, you know, and, and, and different things like that. But it's, it's, it's what I wanna do is if we can actually bring a very broad subject down to a narrow point of focus, you can bring something into manifestation. I really mean that. And, and, and spiritual things aren't meant to be a ruse or an excuse for laziness and disassociation. If we get the spiritual things right, then what happens, it, it, you, beloved, I, I pray above all things, you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So um, what, what we, the, I'm going to jump straight to the, the New Testament reference. It talks about four entities, your body and that your physical body where you have, uh, the Greek word is soma. You have your soul where the Greek word is uh, suke, okay? And then you have your spirit, which is pneuma, which can mean wind or breath. But it's then, but, but Jesus talks about your heart. And you're like, and I wanna talk about that because if you can actually keep your heart with all diligence, 
It says, I pray above all things you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I think this is really important because this is something that I didn't expect to talk about, but it just came up. And on the way up to the men's camp, I was having a chat with someone and it felt there was so, it was so quickened. I believe uh, going ahead, this is what we've got to focus on. So the, the word heart in the New Testament is the word cardia, which was, you get the obvious uh, cardiogram, you know, uh, uh, cardiac arrest, etc. is the cardia. Now, it says out of your cardia flows everything. Why not your spirit? Why not your soul? Why your cardia? And this is what we're going to define today and actually what needs to take place. Um, let's just, let's talk about, it's a very, very good starting place to see how God sees us and what God sees as important. Who thinks, who thinks getting on the same page of God, as God is a really, really good, it's a good idea. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, sort of like, you know, I know the Lord says this, but I know better. Let me know how that works out. So let's do uh, uh, Samuel if we can. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature. Talking about David's brothers, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And so that's how God sees Second Chronicles 16.9 The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth seeking whose heart is completely His that He may show Himself strong on their behalf. God looks, when He sees a congregation He's looking at hearts. That's what He's seeing. See we look at the outward appearance can you imagine, you know, like the, <laughs> the amount of time spent in front of the mirror if we just sort of got our heart in alignment before the service. You know, sort of like, you know can you put a bit of makeup on, get the hair right, dress it up. But what, that's how God sees us. That's how God sees us. He, he looks at the heart. And again, it probably became a, a cliche subject in previous generations to the point where when something becomes cliche, but the association wears thin and we don't absorb it. But at the moment, God is quickening this in our midst because we need to know why does God look at the heart? You know, David was a screw up. King David was amazing, but he was also a screw up. And his outstanding quality that set him apart was he was a man after God's heart. You know, I've disqualified myself many. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a screw up. I, wasn't, I didn't exactly get a, a head start in life. You know, just uh, you, 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 you sit down and listen to my dad talk on a bad day. You know, he uses the F word as a pr- pronoun, you know. That's, that's how I was raised, right? You know, people go, oh, my dad's a pastor. I'm third generation. Yeah, my, my third generation sailor. So, you know. Rachel's third generation, you know, spirit filled. You know, I'm I'm third generation rum filled. So you know, I my dad literally was stationed in the navy where they filmed where they based Pirates of the Caribbean. Can you believe that? Like legit. So <laughs> I had to I had to learn to compensate for my disadvantages. So I decided to have a heart after God, and and so what we're going to do is we're going to, go, well, I want to drill straight into the, into the mechanics of it. Why is this so important? Because this is the, the battle, the, the battle is the mind, but the, the miracle factory is the heart. The battleground's the mind. You still have to overcome in the mind. But what happens is that the Lord said, they praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And then he's part of the new covenant promises is I'm going to take out a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. God looks at the heart. 
And this is why we can't harden our hearts. And this is why we have to have a tender heart before the Lord. This is why, and we're going to take a very broad subject and bring it down. And what's happened is that I've had amazing breakthrough and levels of transformation in my life, but it doesn't mean I always give it great language. So I can have a level of breakthrough, but I feel that something's been added to this, this narrative that's like, because I've still got, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of things I'm believing for at the moment. But this is important. What we're about to read now, well, everything we're gonna read, but what we're about to read now is about the heart, very, very specifically. If you're believing for just answers to prayer or a miracle, you know, between now and when you see your Creator face to face, I, I doubt there'll be anyone here that at least once won't need a, a crazy miracle. So why don't, we, why don't we learn about that before we need the crazy miracle? It's a little bit like he who hears my word and does it is like the wise man who built his house on the rock for when the storms come. So rather than going, you know, just crying out to the Lord. And, and when you cry out to the Lord, God's compassionate. He hates his children being distressed. But it also says in Hosea, my people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. So we need to pursue, we need to know what moves the hand of God. Faith moves the hand of God, not need. Otherwise there'd be no hungry children in the world. Faith moves the hand of God. And so this is the subject we need to understand, but we need to know the mechanics behind it. We don't wanna go into hyper faith. And, and you know, sometimes, sometimes hyper faith will work just like a broken clock is correct twice a day, okay? Sometimes it will work, you know, just name it, claim it, confess it, possess it, that can work. But unless this interacting with the heart, it's, it can become dead works. So let's have a look at this, it's a quite incredible story. Jesus cursed the fig tree in, in, in Mark 11. He cursed the fig tree and they came back and they said, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed is withered. They were blown away, they saw it in real time. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. That seems quite general, like, yeah, of course we do, Lord, we have faith in God. Next one, yep. For truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his cardia, right? So you speak, but you can't doubt in your cardia. You actually have to be completely convinced in your heart that what you say will come to pass is gonna happen. Not, we're talking, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. That's very confronting, but, but sort of cool. It is, because we go, I'll have to be confronting, you know, it's like, so what? It, it'll, it'll transform you if you get it. Okay, next part. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, you, you must believe you receive them. You don't believe you've received them when they manifest. If you wait till then, you'll never get it. If you wait for your prayer to manifest before you believe it, it will never manifest, that's called hope. And hope's important, hope keeps you in the game. Hope's a weird thing. No, it's not a weird thing, it's a cardinal virtue, but it's an unusual thing in so much as it's, you don't actually know you need hope until you lose it. People don't realise they're living in hope until they lose it. People, don't, people aren't aware they're healthy until they lose their health. And people don't, aren't aware that they're in freedom until they lose their freedom. And it's the same with hope. But this is concerning the relationship of faith and the heart. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. This is a condition, then there's another condition, right? And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. 
So you can hold things against women. Oh, that's how I read that in the literal version. Okay, let's just say forgive them. That's a new pronoun. Okay, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. Now, it says that you actually must forgive. And that's for, for a number of reasons. But this is very confronting, is that the Bible's very clear. Jesus, the Son of God said, they're blown away at this fig tree deal. And he, he uses it as an object lesson. And he goes, he said, listen, you think this is cool? He said, if you command this mountain, now you could say, he could have probably referenced a physical mountain. People go, no, it's just spiritual mountains. If God wants to move mountains, he's moving physical mountains. Don't limit God to just, you know. <laughs> but, but all through all through scripture, mountains are a metaphor for immovability. You know, it actually, it's actually also to a Hebraic thing about Zechariah. He says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord, and who are you, O mountain? You will become a plain, and Zerubbabel will put the capstone on with shouts of grace, grace. So it really doesn't matter what it is. It's a mountain of cancer, the mountain of financial lack, the, the mountain of the family completely divided, the, whatever, whatever. And Jesus said, here's the deal. I'm giving you the keys. You must believe you have received them. And you must believe and not doubt. This is where it's, it's really interesting. Now, so the relationship here is the heart. It's the heart, okay? It's not your spirit, it's not your soul. It's a very specific thing. Because back, uh, it's spelled uh, L-E-B, Leb, Lorb, however in the old, old covenant, you got for the word soul is nefesh, but it's, a, it's out of, guard your heart above all things. I believe everything that manifests in your life through your faith has to go through your heart, everything. Can you imagine if that's the gate and the gate's all cluttered with rubbish? You actually want to make sure your your heart is in a good place, because that's where that's that's where you get the delivery of everything from heaven to earth. So take it another level. Jesus it comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration. The disciples try to cast out the the, the demon out of the child with um, uh, uh, you know <laughs> what was it again? I had a funny thought in my head and it scrubbed me. Okay, it, uh, epilepsy. I nearly said the kid with a spirit of autopsy. All right, so that's like, my gosh, all right. Come out, you spirit of autopsy. And then we have the zombie apocalypse. So anyway, basically, and they couldn't. And then the father said, he, he, he said, Lord, if you can do anything, pray, heal my son. And Jesus said, now some translations are better than the other, but Jesus basically said, if I can do anything, he goes, if you can believe. And then he says that all things are possible to him who believes. When we ask God, can he do something? We're asking the wrong person the wrong question. He said, can you believe? Now, that's amazing. Because he just says, bring him to me, cast it out, got healed. So that's the question from heaven. Can the church believe? Not can God do it. That's never the question. Recently, like I'm, I'm contending for a whole other level in my life and it says, ah, someone sent me the, a word, our Lord God, uh, no, uh, uh, call upon me, Jeremiah 33, 3. Call upon me and I'll do, show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. And then you go, our Lord, our Lord God, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Nothing is too difficult for you. See, the question from heaven is, does the church believe? Can the church believe? And so it's the heart issue. The battle's the mind, but the heart is the miracle factory. 
So his, he, 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 said, Can, he said, all things are possible to him who believes. And then his response is typical of many, 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 many believers. He said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That's hedging your bets, all right? But that's a nuanced statement. I believe, I'm convinced that many people when they're believing for a miracle is they believe in their head, but not in their heart. I believe that, 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 that people go, yes, yes, yes. But their heart and their, 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 their mind and their heart, their mouth and their heart are separated. And it's the way we're raised and, and it can be through trauma or rebellion, all sorts of things, there's a disconnect. And so, but the, 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 the miracle happens in the heart. Now this is amazing because this is, this is sort of, I'm like a glass half full person. People go, oh, believe it, not doubt. What is that? No, this is amazing. God is giving me keys for complete change. I believe we try and go around the mountains many times through a spirit of toil and God goes, why don't you just believe me? You know, my brother Lazarus has died. You know, Lord, come and raise him. And, he, and, and, and they, said to, they said to Jesus, they said, I, I know one day he'll be raised. And Jesus said, he goes, no, 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 no. He said to Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. I am. He says, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. We're in a time post-resurrection. It's actually about the just shall live by faith. This is the exciting thing. We get so busy and do so much stuff and try and get around the firewall of faith. There is no firewall. That's what moves the hand of God, but it's the issue of the heart. So you guys know uh, my story. I started a tennis coaching business. I had the word of the Lord and I read this scripture. It says, I must believe I've received them. Whatever things are asked for. And my business was floundering. I was in a lot of debt, okay? And so what I did is I, I just, just, I'll call it deductive reasoning. I went, okay. So it says, I can command the mountain. Yep, believe in my heart. Yep, great. And then Jesus, he starts with something very, very broad and grandiose, which from complete legitimacy. True, all right, truth. Here's the truth. And then he brought it down to the pointy end of the wedge. And he said, whatever things you ask for when you pray, you must believe you've received them. That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. And then you link that with Mark 9.23, to him who believes all things are possible. Who wants that sort of grace in their life? Everyone. As opposed to sort of like, you know, little, I think I can, I think I can, you know. And so, so I'm like, okay, all right. So I must believe I've received them. So how would I act if literally what I asked God, He gave me. I decided to act like I had it. So what I did is I just started going, Lord, I just thank you, you've blessed my business. And then I go, how would I feel? This is the, this is the heart now. First one's a, a raw decision, but the second one is the heart. How would I feel? I'd be ecstatic. You know what I started to do? I started to like lean into incredible excitement and joy that God had answered my prayer. Not only was I praising God, it started to impact my affect, where we get the word affection, my feels. It can't be just like a dry, you know. You, so what happens is that we make these confessions and our heart is in the basement. Our head's in the clouds, heart's in the basement. 
And what, so, so recently a number of people have been doing fasting. If there's a grace, then continue. We'll be continually, continu- continuing. Um, it's a, a young continual. All right. <clears throat> and, and so, <clears throat> so I started to like, you know, you, you start to, it's, this is not just your emotions. You start to celebrate God. This is why he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It says, always. Because it's not just like we, we practice, we develop our vocal cords and become good, good vocalists and singers. Oh, I like that song. No, 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 no. We're actually, doing, something's taking place in the heart. And I started celebrating like it actually, it was, it was real world confrontation. I went, wow, there's no physical proof at all that my prayer's been answered, at all. But it says, I must believe I've received it. So I acted like God had answered my prayer. And there were times I felt awful. Awful. I'm not one of those people, if I say a negative confession, I've undone weeks and weeks of positive confession. I'm not a chronic confessor, okay? But stay away from that place. If you can, I started acting like God had answered my prayer. And so I mixed the word with, with my faith. And so I had to believe I received it before I, before I had it. And so what's interesting, what I didn't know is when I started to cultivate how would I feel, then my feelings started to be grafted into God's feelings. You know, when the angels appeared to the shepherds in the field, and they said, We've, they, they, they didn't go, hey, hey guys, just letting you know there's a Saviour born, Bethlehem, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Um, just give you the heads up, go and tell your mates, this is gonna be big. All right, catch ya. That's not what happened. All of a sudden, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. All of a sudden they saw another level of glory and they saw the heavenly host, glory to God in the heart. They were going bananas. The ecstasy of heaven started to be grafted into their inner world. When you start acting like God is true, acting like God is faithful, acting like God cannot lie, something starts to happen. This is the battleground, this is the miracle factory. And you start to think, you go like, okay, I've experienced the love of God a number of times and I don't usually want to experience in front of people, otherwise I'll be a blubbering mess. Yeah. What happens is whenever it finishes, it's because I was the one that pumped the brakes, not him. I've been, I've been, you start to lean into that. It actually says in Galatians, faith energised by love. Nothing counts but faith energised by love. And I started to tap into his, his love, his joy, his excitement. God's excited about your answer to prayer, but you must believe you have received it. So you need to cultivate it in your heart. It's not just, yes, by his stripes I am healed and yet I feel strangely depressed, you know. No, you have to cultivate that. Guard your heart above all things for out of it flows the issues of life. This is actually a real thing. You know, our, our culture is our disadvantage that we were sort of like an Anglo-Saxon heritage where we learn to completely lobotomize our emotions. <laughs> what was that? That was my feelings. God's good, isn't he? 
What is it? Drowning in quiet desperation is the English way. What was that? The book of Pink Floyd. All right. Dark side of the moon. And so we've learned to just like, and because and, it's, it's, it's Near Eastern, it's Middle Eastern. It's Hebraic culture. They just rejoiced. And they had the miracle factory happening, whereas we've just sort of like gone, <laughs> and like this and go, didn't really need that. We actually have to, faith isn't feelings, but it ain't far off. You know the story when, when my, I went to the Flinders Rangers with my, my father and my kids. And then um, uh, <laughs> I went to the, uh, South America first. So for kids are going, listen kids, I know I'm gonna be away for a couple of weeks, it's a while, but when I get back to Flinders Rangers, uh, yeah, build it up. And it was, you know, it's exciting to go. I love the Flinders. And then in between, I nearly died, okay? So I just had the sort of dysentery that kills you. So you're going, huh, well just, you know, no, no, water comes out, all right? And I started looking like, you know, probably sort of like Skeletor's younger brother. <laughs> and it's sort of like, you know, and then I'm going home to my kids. I can't say, I'm, Dad's too sick. I have to fulfill my word. So Dad goes, no, 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 no. We won't go up the guts, which is, I think is maybe four to six hours, I can't remember. We'll go the back way. It's a lot more interesting. And it is, you know, woo, we saw goats and emus. Anyway, so we go through the Riverlands, going through Renmark. I remember going to the grocery store going, man, they must have the best citrus fruit here like this. I've never seen anything meaner in my life you start to realise they don't save the good stuff for their own, they export it. We end up going all the way to the Flinders. My kids were awesome, they were really patient. We took two cars and uh, we get right to the edge and the road was closed because of heavy rains. So we had to go all the way, halfway back and go the way everyone else goes. Now this is what happened, is that I was, my, my son Max is in the car and he's like going, that we're going, it's gone from flat. South Australia is very renowned for being extremely flat, okay? And when you see like a bump, you're going, oh, it's a mountain. Anyway, so all of a sudden, it's doing this. You can just start seeing the undulation just starting to take place. My son's going, Daddy, is this the Flinders Rangers? I'll go, no, 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 Max, we're on our way. It won't be long now. And, and then all of a sudden like this, and it gets a little bit, and he goes, Dad, is this the Flinders Rangers? And I'm going, no, no, but we're getting close. And he goes, see that? We can actually put a tent. Oh, he was so excited. There was none of this, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I mean, I was shocked. And basically, I was, I was. The grace of God was on my boy. Anyway, so I went, Dad, Dad that's going to be, whoa, like this. And then it got, like I said, obviously everything starts to escalate in regards to the old uh, vertical. And then he goes, Dad, is this the Flinders Rangers? And something in me, his excitement it's almost like a little hand went in the inside of me and I, if I could just pull it out and give it to him on the spot, I would. And the, Lord, the, the father started telling me that's what, that's what it's like when his kids are excited about his faithfulness and answers to prayer and his goodness. That's what happens. The Lord said, excitement isn't faith, but when you practice excitement, you can fall forward into faith. You get too many people, well, you know, here's it, we'll wait and see, you won't see. You won't see because you're waiting for something to happen. So this is an important statement. Your heart can be programmed because they know how to program people in trauma. I believe, this is my own opinion, 
that a lot of the narrative from 2020 was the, the, the masses were psychologically profiled that we go, huh, we're gonna start with two weeks to flatten the curve and the computer modeling says. And what happened, people got programmed in a suspended state of disanimation to the point where people went, okay, well, gonna do the right thing. People were programmed to this day. So your heart's designed to be programmed. We need to program it with God's Word. With the power of the Holy Ghost, you can program it. So I started programming my inner world. And so my focus was I'd already received the breakthrough to my business. I was praising God and engaging in praise and God's joy that I'd received it. It's not a future event. There's no time in the Spirit like we know now. It just says, it, it says we're already complete in Him. So I'm like, I'm like this. And then after probably six to eight weeks, I got the most insane breakthrough that you guys, you know, you, like I said, you, you know it ad infinitum. The whole thing wasn't about the business, wasn't about even the prayer. It was my heart. It was my heart. What is the, par- what is the foundational parable for all new covenant realities? The sower and the seed and the soil is the heart. It's the heart. The battlefield's the mind, but when you start thinking, oh my gosh. So, so you could do worse than starting to go, how would I feel? And you start to program your inner world. But it's not the secret or Anthony Robbins, etc. What happens in the biblical paradigm in the Holy Ghost, God's emotions and your emotions start to fuse. They get grafted. You start feeling, God's excited about your prayer life. He's even more excited about complete fulfilment. God's not back there going, no, here's the carrot. Jump, whoa, a bit higher. Come on, son. Whoa, not fat, not enough faith, bro. It's not like that. He's good and he gives liberally to all. But it says that he must ask and believe and not doubt. You count, you cultivate. Gosh, God has answered my prayers. What if I haven't, what if I haven't prayed a prayer? What if there's a prayer I haven't prayed for two years? Did you know in the, one of the one of the translations or you know transliterations? Is it, is it, is it Ze- Zacharias and Elizabeth? He was doing priestly duties at the time of, well, he was John the Baptist's dad. And back then, not having kids. And people, people now, they don't have kids. And say, oh, well, you know. Um, but back then, not having a child was a big deal. And so they obviously prayed. And then an angel appeared to Zacharias in the temple and basically transliteration said, he said, Zacharias, I am here for the prayers that you've stopped praying. They prayed and they just went, oh, no. Did you know that there's prayers people have stopped praying? And the Lord says, why don't you start engaging your heart and believing and celebrating? But I don't, I don't, you don't, you don't need the answer to prayer. All I'm showing you, or the Lord's showing you, it's the heart. It's the heart. And if you go, oh my gosh, that's why you can't have unforgiveness. That's why you can't have rubbish and idolatry because it clutters it all up. And you might think, you, you, you can, God, God will forgive you uh, uh, um, of so much, right? But then it comes out in the wash if you just like think, you, I don't need wisdom. I don't need to obey the Lord. I can, do, I can do what I want. I'm under grace. That's fine. But it's your heart. This is what's amazing is you can bring a very, very broad subject down into, into that. Let's just go. The next, next thing is uh, let's do Psalms. It says, when, it says, I will run the course of your commandments. I'll yield into your, I'll lean into your word for you shall enlarge my heart. And so when we go through trauma 
or disappointment, we put up things to protect us so we never go through that disappointment again. And that's cool, you get, you get protected, but those structures block God out. When you go through pain and you try and fix yourself, then your heart shrinks. This is why you don't wanna be a selfish person or self-absorbed, you have a small heart. You have a small heart. You know, in tennis, tennis is a very psychological game. And at one stage, I was a real believer. Like, as in, like, I really believed I was gonna be something significant. This is when I was probably, I don't know, 16. And what would happen is it wasn't unusual for me to be down two five. Could be two breaks to serve, one break to serve. And you know what, I'm going, I can't, I can't believe this guy's beaten me. Gosh, you know, no, nah, I can't let this happen. And what would happen is that sometimes I would play so well, I'd come back and win 7-5. But more often, people don't win tennis matches, they lose them. Do you know what happened? The pressure built, and someone can be up 5-2, and then all of a sudden, they don't believe they can win. And they actually, the pressure causes them to fold, and they have, people go, what happened to him? He was up 5-2, 30 love, and he lost. What happened? And the old saying was, he pulled a heart muscle. Because people, if you just don't believe, you know, why did Federer, uh, 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 Nadal, Djokovic, those guys, right? There's the 10,000 hour rule, but they believed. See, so you, you got to believe and not doubt and you can program your heart. Can I believe, can I get miracles and it not come through my heart? No, no one can get out of this. So then we must run into this in joy. Well, just go for it. Go nuts. You know, what if I'm praising God like a maniac and it doesn't happen straight away? Did it do you any harm? You'll get it according to your faith. But you must believe, it's not just acting like a, a, a celebratory maniac, even though God is into that, okay? But what it is, is must, you must believe you've received it. So yeah, pain shrinks our heart. So we've got to give our pain to the Lord. Gotta give our pain to the Lord. Now this is cool. So the heart is the most powerful source of electromagnetic energy in the human body, producing the largest rhythmic electromagnetic field of any of the body's organs. The heart's electrical field is about 60 times greater in amplitude than the electrical activity generated by the brain. So you gotta, in the Western world, you have people that, that their theology and I know my doctrine and all that, but their heart is small. So see it like this, David says you'll enlarge my heart and it says an electrical field. I would say there's a very good possibility that outside your body is a giant electrical field that you're in the middle of, that comes out of your heart. And you start to celebrate and feel the joy, of the, the, just the gospel. Do you know what, I've been, I've got to the point years ago, and I'm sort of living this continually, but I'm going, I'm, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I have the gift of salvation. Oh my gosh, this is, and I got so excited about being saved, and then the miraculous started opening up. There's something about gratitude and thankfulness. We need to, we need to discover it as Aussies. It's easier for Americans. You can be a total loser and people go, you're awesome. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they're just positive. 
You could be awesome and someone begrudgingly after 10 years go, yeah, all right, you're all right. Okay. It's like a concession. I really regret praising you. Serious, it's a shocker. This is why we, we have to reprogram our own hearts in the glory by praising God. And it's not just a head thing. The battle mind is in the head. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to skip a little bit, right? Holy Ghost. Okay, so Ben, just be on. I'm gonna jump forward a bit, just, just wait. So God speaks to Joshua and he goes, Moses is dead, like you didn't know. Do you know what happens three times? God says, don't be afraid, be of good courage. Three times. Do you know what that means? Joshua was flipping out. He was flipping out. He was in terror. For God to keep saying that, fear not, be of good courage. It wasn't like, Joshua was like, "Mm, yeah. Thanks for the obvious, you know. He was freaking out. So God was saying, fear not. I am with you. And then he says, now do this. He said, he said, live in the word and continually say it. Do you know what happened with Joshua? Is that his heart got programmed to the point, let's go, uh, there, there, there was, a, there was a, a poor decision in leadership where they actually went into a covenant with the Gibeonites and Joshua had to avenge their enemies and they were escaping and it was getting dark. So Joshua, this, now listen, Either you believe the Bible or you don't, all right? The Red Sea is pretty full on. That's a full on story. You go, oh, I can believe in plagues. You know, I've, I've, I've been up the block. There's a lot of flies up there, right? But, but the Red Sea, you either believe the Bible or you don't. You need to believe it in the Holy Ghost. But then you got this, this. So Joshua's in fear and the Lord addressed it and he said, look, don't be afraid. Here's what you've got to do. You've got to reprogram your inner world through your focus, through your words. And then there's going down. The, the, the enemy was going to escape. You know, this is way before they invented night vision goggles. And then what happened was, this is Joshua chapter 10, verses 12 to 13. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, now this is the thing, listen to this. He didn't go in his tent and do this. He proclaimed this in front of everyone. In front of everyone. He told the universe to stop. He didn't do it in his tent. He was sort of like stepping out on a branch, sort of like, and then behind him. And then he said, in the sight of Israel. Come on, Moses. You got Moses is dead, right? Red, Red Sea, manna, quail, epic. Now it's Joshua's turn. Can you imagine if the first one was an epic fail? And they all grumbled and went back to their tents. So he said here, then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, sun stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ajirish. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jasher? Is it? <laughs> so the <laughs> so 
I was going to put on a Scooby-Doo voice. All right. So the sun, <laughs> so the sun, <coughs> the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. This is amazing. See, think about all the miraculous things that have to happen on the earth. earth. They come through the church, the ecclesia. Everything comes through the church. The church is the only permanent entity on the earth. Everything else is passing. The, the church. But then you go down to the point of the stick, it comes through the heart of the church. We can have, we can have a church of 10,000 people. And you, but if, 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 if the heart, the, 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 there's no faith there, it's not sort of like, you know, you, 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 it doesn't work like that. One man stopped the universe. You either believe it or you don't. I believe it. But it's the heart. This is the thing. Your heart has to be connected to the Lord's heart. And it is. You're, you, those are joining the Lord of one spirit with Him. But we have to start to feel what He feels. When you start acting like God's answered your prayer, His emotions start getting grafted on the inside of you. Holy Ghost. Okay, we're going to finish with this and a few. We're going to go to Romans 5. This is being a few. This, this is your heart. This is not your mind. You still have to meditate. You have to focus. But it says here. Therefore, having justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And knowing that, and and not only that, but we also in tribulations or crisis or pressure, uh, uh, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So the Holy Spirit is inside of you and it says He's poured out His love. The structures of pain and trauma, that'll never happen to me. It shuts out the love of God. Physician, heal thyself. Like you can't. This is why we have to, whatever pain we have, we have to give it to Him. We have to forgive. If you're thinking, if there is a a regular thought pattern that involves other people hurting you, betraying you, traumatising you, then you haven't let it go. Okay? If you've you've got repetitive thoughts that you're a victim, you haven't let it go. That will block any answers to prayer. So this is where, this is where it's like, you go, God, you've, you've brought such a vast subject down to the thin end of the wedge is what I believe in my heart. This is amazing because at the moment, Australia is in a challenging place, okay? Did you know that they just got like, uh, they've got uh, a new um, Italian prime minister and she's got up and she has shut down every single vaccination mandate, every single one. When people go, we shouldn't be involved in politics, what do you think happened there? What do you think happened there? We've got people praying, getting involved, whatever. We're talking like pro-choice, pro-family, pro-freedom, as opposed to these other flippin' globalist goons that are acting like they care and it's just constant gaslighting. I'm done. So, so what happens rather than, <laughs> men's heart will fail through fear, we actually look to the goodness and the faithfulness of God. We must believe what we've asked for. We have them and we actually start to rejoice. Yes, thank you, Lord, that those things I've asked for, I have it. That's how you, if, if the universe can be stopped instantly through one believing man, how much more can we see the Spirit of God move in Australia? 
We have to define the field. We have to define it, and it's the heart. You gotta give your, you gotta give your pain to the Lord. You gotta give it to Him, because it's killing you. You have to just give it to Him, and, and like, He'll he, take it. Cast your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. We've all got had disappointment, and then all of a sudden, sort of, I will magnify disappointment, you know. We have to give it to the Lord. So Christina has been uh, connecting for some time now to Ana Mendez. And Ana Mendez, there's a very unique modality of ministry. It's called let the heart speak, okay? Sometimes you think, boy, are we in a Tourette syndrome club or something? But people actually are releasing their pain. Can I tell you some of the things that have happened? People, they're actually leaving, they're saying the pain in their heart, they're letting go of it. They're done. They want to forgive. They want to then focus on the joy of the Lord. They want to focus that they're healed. All right, here's some of the examples. Uh, one person, very, very rough childhood, developed, developed gangrene through diabetes, released the pain of the trauma, the gangrene started to reverse. That's a, mir- that's a creative miracle, right? Someone else, when they, when they received divorce papers in the mail, calcification on bones started to form. And when they released it, they gave it to the Lord, re- released it out of their heart, got completely healed. In the New South Wales Psychic Fair, someone was trying this through one of Christina's, and you're gonna get busy, I'm so sorry. Um, she was doing this, 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 this training, but letting the heart speak, because people hold on to stuff. You know, people don't even, sometimes don't even know they're holding on to stuff. But if you're thinking about something regularly, if you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about it, it's in, in your heart. You haven't, even, you haven't even had chance for caffeine to cause you to overcome and transcend those problems. You're sitting there just feeling like a sort of like, you know, raisin in the, you know, Cooper sun. And all of a sudden, sort of like caffeine kicks in. Then you know that stuff is coming out of your heart. So they're just telling people online, so they go to the New South Wales Psychic Fair to do ministry, dream interpretation, I think all that sort of stuff, leading them to the Lord. So then there was someone who was holding on to pain. They were legally blind from glaucoma, instantly healed, got all their vision back. This is people releasing things from their heart, pain from their heart, okay? There was a, there was a man who had been abused, uh, so at a boarding school, and his, his basically, he, 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 was, he was about to have surgery on his knee or his leg, right? It was really in bad shape, instantly healed. Even seeing people release this, instantly healed from stage four cancer. Is this amazing? And this is what the Lord is saying. We put the, put the pads on in a second, well now. This is amazing because here's the deal. Here's the deal, God looks at the heart. You can be a complete mental genius and you can your heart can be. And this is what God is saying. It's too many hearts are fainting. Okay, the battlefield is the, the battleground is the mind. But I tell you what, friend, you get what you believe. You know the seer realm, I'm a seer. And that's, that's great, I celebrate seers, I celebrate prophets. But it's not the seeing that manifests anything. A lot of seers, their personal life has a level of barrenness. That's because it doesn't come through the eyes, it comes through the heart. When you see, you then have to engage it with the heart. Isn't this amazing? 
But you, your heart's designed to be programmed. It's designed to be programmed. That's why you're like, you must believe you've received it. You must believe you've received it. And you go, this is what's amazing. Think of all the things over the years you've asked for. Maybe some have happened. Maybe a lot have happened. Maybe none have happened. But think about how you would feel if they manifested. But more importantly, think about how God feels. He's already excited about every prayer you've prayed that He's already answered them at Calvary. He answered them at Calvary. But it's not a theology thing. It's not a doctrine thing. It's a heart thing. I've been disappointed. I don't know if I can trust. Then don't. You don't have to trust and you don't have to believe. There is different types of faith, different levels of faith. There's a saving faith. There's a delivering faith. There's a miraculous faith. I want it all. I do. But that's the thing. You've got to program me up. We've all been disappointed. Okay. But we actually have to give this to the Lord and just go, God, you've got to do it through my heart. Come on. This, and this is, this is the Word of the Lord. This is, not my, this is not my preaching or teaching. This is the truth. How empowering is it? Come on. Incredibly empowering. No one is, if you think you're a victim, then you are. But you're not, you're in Christ. You're not a victim, you're in Christ. And it says to Him who overcomes. To Him who overcomes. So now we get to engage. Wow, God, you've done it. My children are walking with the Lord. I'm healed. I don't have to get alone anytime again. This is what this is this has happened in my life. I've seen this. But God's saying right now in the spirit of wisdom, above all else, this is guard your heart. Guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. That word guarding your heart is setting down boundaries. The issues of life are boundaries. And rather than having straight lines, highways of holiness, it looks like some sort of like a, you know, game of twister. I know this has spoken to nearly everyone. I tell you what, this is not a challenging word. It's an exciting word. It's not challenging. You're not believing and God's not happy. That's not what it's saying. It's saying it's all on the table because it is finished, but we just have to tune our radio to the right station. That's all we have to do. That's an analog statement. I don't believe teenagers, they need their parents to explain later. There's a line that moves as you move a circle. No numbers involved. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Can we stand please? We've had communion, we're gonna finish. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Who's excited, come on. All those miracles, because people gave gave their pain up. God doesn't cause pain, He's a healer. I tell you what, we're gonna crank that up in a second. I don't wanna see you guys talking like you're in a library. In a minute, I want you to just start thanking God that He's answered your prayer. That's just the start. But if if something comes up, right, where there's like an obstruction, you're like, then give it to Him. Give it to Him. Don't be, this is the ecclesia. I'll do it when I'm at home. The anointing won't be the same. I want it to be private. It is private. Everyone's gonna be loud. I want to just tell you right now, in a second, this is not a library. Okay, this is not this is not secret squirrel. There's no whispering jacks here, right? It's your heart. Your heart doesn't go. I want you in a second. Just start to look and go, God, you're good. You're faithful. It's impossible for you to lie. It is finished. I am complete in Him. To Him who believes all things are possible. And you have to start to connect with this thing. And let's just say it's just stuck in your head. Then keep doing it. But start. How would I feel? 
how would I feel? A merry heart makes good like a medicine. That's a good start. The spirit of man can sustain him in sickness. That's a good start. But I tell you what, this, this, is, this, is, this is the realm of miracles. And miracles are just heaven normally manifesting. You know, you don't have to ride up on them and build a whole ministry and a whole movement around miracles. It's standard fare. It's the children's bread. It's the children's bread. You know, can you imagine so many healings? We, we, we start churches called Baker's Delight. You know, do you think there's any intellectual property rights trans, infringement on that one? Healing is the children's bread. All right. Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you for a spirit of joy and celebration. Thank you, Lord. I'm just gonna, I want you to jump in any time because Lord, I just thank you right now. Lord, you are faithful and I thank you. It says in Mark 9, 23, to him who believes all things are possible. I want you to start praising God that He's answered your prayer. I want you to start praising God that He's delivered you. I want you to start praising God like He's healed you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are good. Lift your hands to heaven, guys. Get your body involved. Get your body involved. I thank You, Lord. You make a way where there is no way. We believe Your Word. It is impossible for You to lie. It is impossible. Lord, You're good. Thank You for our families coming to Christ. Thank You for our finances. Thank You for our scroll. Thank You for our physical healing in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord, for Rhonda. Thank You for Maggie. Thank You, Lord. We celebrate a spirit of transformation, a spirit of transformation. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let it be according to Your faith. Let it be according to Your faith. Holy, holy. Can we offer up a shout to the Lord, please? Offer up a shout. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Can you imagine doing this all the time? It took me six weeks and I was a complete ignorant bozo. I had no church alignment like this. Six weeks of just praising God. God, you've answered my prayer. Then one day I went, oh, it's happened. And my life was transformed. God, this didn't answer that prayer. He answered every prayer I prayed for years and years. I'm not talking about, I didn't have to birth anything. I just say, Lord, I just thank you. Houses, cars, submit my wife. You just believe. See, see, it's not the spirit of toil. This is where the this is where the work is. This is where the work is. There's no spirit of toil. It's rest. This is the seventh day. This is the rest. This is the rest David was talking about. Joshua was talking about. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And this is where we get that childlike joy. And I tell you what, stay in this. Who felt that was a word for them today? A word for them today. It's exciting. All of life comes down to your heart. You can program your heart. You can program your heart. I'm gonna close in prayer. Some of you need to go home. You need to go home and do business with the Lord. And some of you need to have coffee out the back. All right, Lord, we just thank You. We thank You right now. We just bind any, any birds of the air trying to steal that word. We bind it in Jesus' Name. And I just thank You for that realm of faith that realm of joy, that realm of anticipation. Seal that up, Lord, and I just thank You for an explosion of breakthrough in Jesus' Name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Can we offer up a shout of praise one more time? Just praise God. Holy. Holy.